All right, a pretty serious story, a sports story from yesterday. The Daytona 500 saw 42-year-old driver Ryan Newman in a bit of a terrifying crash. Uh, This was during the last lap of the race. He was leading, and then this happened. Uh, Have a listen to the play-by-play. Ryan Newman off turn four for the final time. Blaney to the outside, to the inside. Here comes Hamlin up the outside. Crash into the wall, into the air goes Newman. Upside down. In a shower of sparks on his roof, Ryan Newman comes across the line, fourth. Newman got turned, went up in the air, as he came down, was hit by another car, and launched skyward, coming down on his roof. I mean, it is as spectacular a crash as you're going to see in auto racing. Let's welcome in the coach, Tim Cunningham. He joins us now with more on this here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And, uh, Coach, I mean, if you didn't see it live, if uh, you've seen the uh, replay uh, online, it is really incredible. Uh, Ryan Newman's uh, car, as they were describing, goes in the air, kind of helicopters around, and then turns upside down. It's just, uh, it's mind-blowing. It was horrific, and and, uh, it just shows you the combination of speed. I mean, these guys are doing close to 200 miles an hour, and how light these cars are. Because that car, when it took off, it almost looked like a feather. Uh, flying in the air and then lands on the roof and and uh, uh, you know you knew it wasn't going to be a good result. Thankfully, he's uh, he's he's in serious condition, but with non-life threatening uh, injuries. So yeah, as you say, uh, thankfully and pretty incredibly as well. I mean, when you look at that crash, you're thinking to yourself, "My goodness, uh, I'm just I'm expecting uh, the worst here." And is that also maybe a feat of automobile engineering and safety that's been put into these uh, cars and, and cars in general, I guess? But uh, you know, when I saw that crash, coach, I just thought to myself that you know you can plan for every eventuality, but spinning upside down and landing on the driver's side uh, like Newman's car did, I, I don't know if you can even properly plan or protect for such a thing. Yeah, it, well, I think absolutely. I think the the, uh, the way they've got these cars built now, uh, if that crash happens 20 years ago, I don't know if Ryan Newman uh, uh, lives from that crash because you saw the, the driver's side of the car was absolutely crushed. I mean, that roof uh, basically caved in. And I, as I said, I don't, I don't think uh, 20 years ago you survived that kind of crash. Um, I know that NASCAR has done a lot in terms of driver safety, but, you know, it's always going to be a risk. Crash is always going to be part of, of that sport. Um, and, and, you know, you can put in as many safety features into the car, but cars are still going to crash because you've got, obviously, you've got aggressive drivers. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's the beauty of car racing. You know, and there's a lot of debate in uh, many circles uh, today after this uh, crash as to whether or not, and this comes up uh, every time we've got a big, uh, you know, racing crash, is whether or not racing has become too dangerous. Uh, what's your take on that? Well, it's, it's, there's always going to be a danger there. I think they've put uh, more safety uh, features in place in races. But there's always going to be, uh, you know, no matter what you do in any sort of contact blood sport, uh, there's always going to be the risk of a catastrophic injury or fatality, uh, whether it be uh, whether it be auto racing, football, hockey, any type of any uh, of MMA fighting, boxing. There, there's always going to be a um, where where people can come in contact with either each other or a wall. There's always going to be the possibility that uh, there could be a fatal accident. And we're seeing this in all sports, right? I mean, we've talked about this when it comes to hockey and whether or not the uh, rinks uh, are too small uh, now because the players, they're bigger, they're faster, uh, they're stronger. I mean, these race cars, uh, they're faster, but they're also, as we mentioned, I guess, equipped uh, 
technically better when it comes to things like uh, crashes and four uh, crashes. But uh, I don't know, is racing just getting to the point where we're taking it right to the to the line and, and maybe over in the pursuit of speed? Well, I, I sort of equate racing a little bit to hockey in that, uh, yeah, hockey players are bigger, stronger, faster. But I don't find the, the, the game of hockey as violent as it used to be. And I don't find racing as, um, you know, I don't find that there are as many big accidents like this as there used to be uh, back, you know, to, as I said, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, I think the, the mentality has changed. I think the, uh, the fact that these drivers, they're, they're athletes. Uh, you know, you, you try doing 200 miles an hour and then try doing 200 miles an hour in a circle. If you're not in shape, uh, you're not going to survive that. These, I mean, the technology and how they, uh, you know, how these teams are put together, uh, I think it's just a much safer sport uh, than it was. So I think contact is not as big a part of racing as it was 20 years ago, just like contact isn't as big a part of hockey as it was. And look at football. Uh, you know, it used to be, you know, 25, 30 years ago, uh, you know, he, he, after the quarterback released the ball, he could still take his head off. But you can barely touch him now. And, and, and I think the rules of racing have changed as well to try to minimize the amount of contact that drivers have during a race. Joined by the coach, Tim Cunningham. Also want to talk to you about uh, this weekend, CBS Sports. Uh, they're catching some heat, coach, uh, for their coverage of the Genesis Invitational. This is a Tiger Woods a tournament he now hosts. It's out in uh, California. And among the issues on a Sunday, uh, I was watching and honestly kind of screaming at my TV along with a lot of other golf fans because uh, apparently what had happened at one point, uh, Harold Varner III, he was uh, actually tied for the lead when he stepped up to the iconic 10th hole there at Riviera, and he topped his tee shot, and they did not show it on the broadcast for at least an hour, and it was after everybody on Twitter and social media was complaining because, of course, uh, you know, you find out about this from uh, other sources, and everybody's left kind of scratching their heads, coaches, to like, why wouldn't you show us this? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. In CBS, uh, a few years ago during, I don't know how many years ago it was, when Rory McIlroy uh, uh, fell apart on the, on the back nine uh, of the final round of the Masters, they started limiting that. And, um, uh, you know, I, I remember commenting at the time, uh, I didn't know there were uh, cottages on the back nine of, the, uh, uh, of, of Augusta until Rory started putting his golf ball up on the front porches of a couple. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it was the same sort of thing. They limit, they, 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 I guess they, they feel they don't want to embarrass uh, the golfer, but it's, it's part of the game. I mean, um, uh, and, and Varney just kind of shrugged it off. And, you know, this is a kid, he's an up-and-coming kid. He's going to be uh, in a position to win some golf tournaments. He, he, this, he's, a, he's, he's a real talent and a real personality, too. So he's going to be fun to watch. And, and you know, and the fact that he did something on Sunday afternoon that, that most of us have done on, on a tee block, uh, it, it's too bad that they didn't show it. Yeah, why is that though? Is it because the PGA Tour they're the ones who deal out the TV contracts, and they still have their hand in the uh, production? Uh, you know, whether it's CBS or uh, NBC, will have the coverage uh, next week. And same thing, you know, with the NHL when it comes to NBC, and of course uh, here with uh, Rogers and uh, Bell. I mean, do they have too much say over the uh, product, and they're worried about uh, the the image uh, of the golfers in the sport? Yeah, they, they, the PGA really they're they're very. Uh, uh, officious when it comes to protecting their brand and i guess you know and that that was part of it i'm sure that the pga does not want to show that uh, almost humanizes varney um 
as, as I said, we, we, we've all done it. Uh, there, there are some guys that are on Twitter. There's a guy on Twitter by the name of Bob Memory uh, who uh, makes uh, so pokes fun at the PGA. Well, they've, they, they've, they've uh, sued him. And, you know, anybody that sort of po- wants to poke fun at the PGA uh, uh, digitally or, or through Twitter, or through social media, you're going to hear from them because uh, they are relentless when it comes to protecting their brand. Yeah, and speaking of uh, brands, it seems as if there's a, a chosen few when it comes to that sport. And I know a lot of fans were also grousing. I mean, again, Tiger Woods uh, was the host. Whenever Tiger's in the field, the guy's a living legend, obviously, but he finished last, dead last in his own uh, tournament, and they pretty much showed every one of his shots. Meantime, there were guys one shot off the lead that you didn't see until 17 or coming up 18. Well, there's a Tiger factor whenever he plays. They even show him on, I mean, I, I, they show him on the range. Show them on the putting green, and there will be a tournament going on, and uh, you know some, somebody uh, is is about to uh, make a remarkable shot, but they'll you know say, well let's let's cut back to the range and see uh, Tiger work on his seven iron. Uh, he's he's still such an incredible draw, and you look at uh, the TV ratings, um, you know you just have to look at those to to, to show you that the weeks that Tiger's playing, uh, the ratings go through the roof for for the PGA. So uh, it's all Tiger all the time. Yeah, but at what point uh, again? There's like a a star system here, right? And if you're not in that A-list star system, they're not going to show you, even if you're you know within a breath of the lead, a shot of the lead. Yeah, and and they you know they they love they love McElroy, they love uh, they love all the, the new young guns and, um, and 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 because that's how that's what I guess that's the demand though Jeff that's what that's what the fans are demanding to see um, uh, you know I, but don't I, you I, also I, want to see who's in contention and who could I mean you possibly absolutely. could see the winner of a golf tournament and only see one of their shots live absolutely I, I mean they they you know they're always going to focus on the on the final group. Uh, but they, they're not going to focus on an earlier group where a guy's, uh, you know, shooting the lights out because, uh, you know, that's how they set the tournaments up, that the final group is, you know, typically the favorite group to win. Um, and, and again, it's, it is, I think you're absolutely right. The PGA does exercise a little bit too much control over their broadcast partners. Yeah, just finally, do you cut CBS a little slack here? Because golf is so tough. I mean, it's so expansive, and there's so many players and so much action going on to try to capture everything. It's unlike any other sport to televise. I mean, hockey or football, it's a contained field or rink of play, and you're always centered on the action. Oh, absolutely. Because and just look at how often they switch from hole to hole to hole to player to player. It's a, it's it's a very complicated. Uh, technically, it's a very complicated sport to cover. You're absolutely right, and um, you know, and, and people's attention spans are are pretty limited. So I think that's why they also go to the select few. Uh, and and you know, as long as Tiger's playing on the tour, they're always going to show Tiger. Uh, you know, even scratching his head. Uh, you know, anything Tiger does, they're going to show. <laughs> scratching his, uh, sorry, head. Oh, well, okay. I was going to say picking his nose, but okay. it's <laughs> <laughs> Thank you as always, Coach. Appreciate the time. Thanks for having me, pal. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. There goes the coach, Tim Cunningham.